You're now tuned into the Voice in the Wilderness podcast. I am your host, Carl Lee. Christ Vibes Only. Let's get into this episode. Thank you for tuning into this episode. I'm not going to take long to get into this. I want to talk about the signs of the time. And, you know, just because I am very aware that the world is in a, like a hyper spiritual place right now. And everyone is like figuring out how to like clear the atmosphere, you know, and, uh, you know, uh, light this and keep this stone and read this and read that. And somehow with all of this, managing to try and make like, you know, Jesus a part of it. You know, like uh, Jesus doesn't clash. There's this Jesus that's not clashing with the world. There's this Jesus that's like uh, acceptable and he goes right along with stones and meditation. And, you know, it's people who believe this Jesus, this, this consciousness of Christ outside of the Bible. Like they believe in this Jesus, but outside of the content that he was sent, that Jesus gave his life under. The way that God gave his life, the way that he sent his son and the way he became, the word became flesh and dwelt among us was completely strategic, right? He came with a mission. He came and he did things that made him unlike anyone else. And so how is it all of a sudden, you know, uh, None of that is what it is anymore, you know, and that Jesus, there's so many different types of Jesus and he can, this, these different types of Jesus fit everywhere. And as long as you stay away from like the Bible version of Jesus, you're pretty much okay. And it's interesting to me that you have Christians that are not aware that that is one of the signs of being in the end times, you know, uh, talks of Jesus. Now I'm going to read this. I'm going to read this verse and then I'm going to go deeper into it. So the verse is Matthew, the chapter is Matthew 24, verse 3. And it says, Now, as he sat on the Mount of Olives, the disciples came to him privately, saying, Tell us, when will these things be? And what will be the signs of your coming and the end of the age? And Jesus, and Jesus answered and said to them, Take heed that no one deceives you, for many will come in my name, saying, I am the Christ and will deceive many. And that is the end of that verse. And so, you know, it doesn't just say that there's going to be someone who's like, I'm Christ or this is Christ. But it says there's going to be many. So the name of Christ isn't going to disappear. Right. Like we think that somehow when these times come, it's going to be because no one's saying Jesus but they're going to be talking about a different type of Jesus. And this different type of Jesus, he's beginning to be created right now. And I've met people who have had something that they called or believed in something that they called Christ consciousness. And what they say Christ consciousness is, matter of fact, I'm going to Google it and read it. And so according to Yogapedia, Christ consciousness is an awareness of the higher self as a part of the universe, although it can be interpreted 
a number of ways. So it doesn't even in itself have one full definition. But what you can be sure about is it has nothing to do with Jesus Christ dying on the sins to have for you to be forgiven. It's a higher consciousness of self, self. It's bringing back, it's bringing you around to be in Christ. Do you see what I'm saying? And this, this is one of the many signs of deception, of being deceived, that there would be multiple Christ. There was a YouTube video that was out. Now, I don't know if it's still out, but there was a man and he had like this village of people that lived in this wilderness. And supposedly what they believed was he was like the reincarnated Christ. And he had 12 reincarnated disciples. Now, this video was old, but it was a full color recording. This was not a joke to the people. This was a real thing. And they, was, they would talk about, you know, how he would walk, you know, and, you know, you would, it was almost like people were gazing at him like they were looking at a wild lion. Like, you know how you just look at something ultra majestic and you're just like, wow, man, God is so amazing. Look at this sunset. It's amazing. That's how they were looking at this man who was walking around saying he was Jesus and he was, you know, uh, spending his time with the kids and stuff. And, you know, it's interesting that they keep pushing these like it's 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 how things are so biblical now. You know, you have a show called Lucifer. You know, and um, they had another show about, like, I guess this guy was supposed to be Jesus. And they had him being a little bit more uh, biblically correct. You know, he looked like a Middle Eastern guy, like a darker guy. And honestly, that is completely irrelevant, you know, because the deception of, you know, uh, creating him, creating him outside of the biblical stance, you know, and, and putting the images out there. And we're so deceived by what they give us to watch on TV, deceived by the narrative that they set the story mode to. They make the story and then they give us the way to view it and we view it in a way that's exactly how they wanted us to see it. So they make up a Jesus. They make him, you know, what we would like for Jesus to be. They even encourage us to like find out that Christ is in us and not in the way that we say, uh, I, I accept Christ as my personal Lord and Savior, and Christ is now in me. I am the temple of the Most High. No, that Christ ability, consciousness, is actually already within you. It exists within you, and you tap into it, and you are, in a, in a way, your own Christ. And, you know, the deception is so is sprinkled it's sprinkled in other religions that people are just dabbling in and trying and you know oh well my friend does this well let me try that well that's going to that's going to uh clear my space my atmosphere and we're picking up pagan practices we have believers doing pagan practices trying to be more spiritual when what we need out of spirituality we haven't, we, we, a lot of us, now I'm not even going to say a lot of us. I don't think any of us has done exactly what the Bible said so much to the T that we can turn around and say, you know, I did it exactly how God said it all the way to the max without messing up, without wavering. And it didn't, it didn't work. 
And so now that's why I'm trying stuff. Even when people, you know, say they tried Christ and it really just didn't work for me, I am going to read Matthew chapter 13. And I'm going to start at verse 3. But this is a parable. This is one of the parables. And I'm going to set the scene. Uh, Jesus was talking to the crowd. And it was a lot of people. He stepped back. And, you know, of course, he had his Pharisees and all these people around. And so he used the parable to tell this part. And I'm going to read that right now. Then he told them many things in parable, saying, A farmer went out to sow his seeds. As he was scattering the seeds, some fell along the path, and the birds came and ate it up. Some fell on rocky places where it did not have much soil. It sprang up quickly because the soil was shallow. But when the sun came up, the plants were scorched, and they withered because they had no roots. Other seeds fell among thorns, which grew up and choked the plants. Still, other seeds fell on good soil, where it produced a crop a hundred, sixty, or thirty times what was sown. Whoever has ears, let them hear. Now, he says this, and the disciples don't even know what it means. And they ask him, why is it that he speaks in parables? Long story short, he ends up telling them the meaning of the parable. And that is now what I am about to read to you, the meaning of of that parable now for the most part i'm cool with like uh paraphrasing stories for you guys or just like kind of saying it in other words but i'm reading it for the effect that it's christ okay this is what he said this is how it's written and i think sometimes it's important that we get it exactly that way so this is the parable this is the definition of the parable now this is the same book same chapter this is verse 18 Listen then to what the parable of the sower means. When anyone hears the message about the kingdom and does not understand it, the evil one comes and snatches away what was sown in their heart. This is the seed sown among the path. The seed falling on rocky ground refers to someone who, who hears the word and at once receives it with joy. But since they have no roots, they last only a short time. Okay, come on, come on. People, people who have no real roots in Christ, right? They have no experience. They don't have that. Uh, ten they have the tenacity. They have the zeal. They're excited about what they heard, but they didn't have any roots. Yeah, they were excited. Yeah, they seemed like they emptied. But now all of a sudden they're mixing in another type of Jesus. Their roots, they didn't have the roots. They didn't take that time to grow. Because the whole time, a lot of times people get saved and they think all of a sudden it's a race. You know what I mean? Deep down inside, they are still searching for some type of uh, way to be perfect and way to find something deeper within. And it takes, it takes time to grow, to grow those roots. But let me continue. Let me continue. I'm going to continue back at 21. Okay. Verse 21. But since they have no roots, they last only a short time. When trouble or persecution comes because of the word, they quickly fall away. So they never had the substance. All it was going to take was a little bit of a, a little bit of a battle, a little bit of finding out that even though you gave your life to God, things didn't change right away. You know, your struggles didn't go away. You did. You start, you, you know, uh, being attacked by the enemy, just all of it, just your life just got perfect. As soon as, you know, they see that that's not the case, they're done. 
They love the whole message. They love God. They love the representation of the spirituality. And as soon as it didn't feel like what they wanted or it came up against some opposition or somebody showed them another type of Jesus, that was the end. There were no roots there. They didn't have the roots there to be able to sustain any type of adversity. So I'm going to jump back in at verse 22. The seeds falling among the thorns refer to someone who hears the word, but the worries of this life and the deceitfulness of wealth chokes the word, making it unfruitful. Come on. So if it's not, if it's not you didn't have roots, if, if it's not, you know, you was just something else sound better, you was drawn away. People that, that are waiting to, for the world to draw them back into where they came from. They don't, they're, they're not going to get fruit. They're not going to get fruit because the sun, the sun, you have, to be, you have to be watered in the word. You have, to be, you have to have faith in the sun. And when I say the sun, I don't mean like the sun. I'm not talking about, you know, uh, worshiping the sun. I'm talking about the son of God. You need his light. You need to be watered in the word. You need to set yourself in a place to be able to get the roots to be able to grow. And when you don't do that and you don't put yourself in a place to really be able to like live this life, live this life, what which which seed are you planning to be? Like what type of seed is it that you want to be when God comes and look at his harvest? When it's harvest time and God is looking over his people, what type of seed do you want to be? Okay, so I'm actually, I'm going to get back into the last seed right now. And so, because I'm kind of, I'm jumping around and kind of breaking down each one. So this is the last seed. This is the one that fell on the good soil. I'm looking at verse 23. It says, but the seed falling on the good soil refers to someone who hears the word and understands it. This is the one that produces the crop yielding 160 or 30 times what was sown. You know, now I'm back to it. We have, we have people you know, who are being influenced by seeds that don't have any roots, by seeds that are being influenced by the world. And because they say Christ and because they say Jesus and because they say, I believe like this and this and this, we take these people who have no roots and we, we, valid, we, we validate what they say and we change what the Bible says and how we look at the word for what? If you want to be that type of seed that God is looking for, that's going to have that harvest, that's going to be a full crop, that's going to grow a hundred. The Bible says, if I be lifted up from the earth, I'll draw all men unto me. So it's like, that's, that's what, that's what the harvest is. When you live a lifestyle that draws people to God, and, you know, we have these different type of consciousness right now. We have, there's these different type of Jesus out there where what it really is, it's drawing people to you, right? I'm telling you how spiritual I am. Meanwhile, you know, that same person is being drawn into the world. Now they're trying to tote this line of being able to like be sound spiritual, seem spiritual, look spiritual, but they have no roots, we are to be in a place to where we have these roots. We are not to be so influenced by people who we barely know. You know, we don't know where they come from, what their background is. But all we know is they saying this now. They have money. And with their influence, now all of a sudden they have something to say about 
what they believe Jesus is about. And because we've all been, you know, put in some bamboozled state to where we think money, money actually is going to be able to validate an opinion. No, 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 no. It, the, the money is not to validate an opinion. The word of God, the word of God is the word of God. And if your opinion is outside of that, it's time for you to rethink what you think your opinion is. I'm not even trying to sound really hard. I'm not trying to sound hard, like, you know, or uh, aggressive or like, you know, I'm not trying to turn anybody away. Right. God said he would draw all. If he's lifted up, he'll draw all men. You know, so I mean, for so for some people, this might sound like kind of hard, but you have to figure out what you want your walk with Christ to look like. What do you what kind of fruit do you want to have? Do you want to be this type of seed that doesn't last through a storm? Do you want to be the type of seed that as soon as something happens, you're shook and you're done dealing with the battles of trying to live right, dealing with the battles of trying to be a child of God? It talks about the seed who doesn't want to who doesn't want to stand against adversity. It talks about the seed who looks at the world and it's just kind of like, I want that. I want what the world has. And it's still being offered through a type of Jesus. You know, Jesus talks about a false Jesus, a presentation of a of a Christ. And now that we are in this hyper spiritual time you can see it people are more comfortable with uh, merging all types of religions together and somehow not being able to like live the type of christ-like christian walk that we're called to now i know a lot of people uh they get real touchy about different terminologies like you know oh, i don't know if i still want to say uh, Christ or Jesus. I don't know. I don't want to say yet. I don't want to say Jesus anymore. I want to say Yeshua. Like, you know, I, I, I understand all of that. I understand all of that. But what, but what's going to happen is the attack is going to be to the character of the Bible. If you want to call him Jesus or Yeshua, the, cha- the character in the Bible, they, they want to alter it. How come there is no, like, how come there isn't just another heaven? You don't, you don't want the heaven that the Bible talks about, how come you can't just make up another one? Like, you know, if you don't believe it, you know, we have people who make us change how we view the Bible and they don't even believe it. It's kind of like just for the sake of changing it. I don't like the way that sounds and I don't want you to believe it that way. And they honestly, they don't care if you do or if you don't, they want you to because that's what they want. They don't believe what you believe. They don't believe in the Jesus you believe in. They just want you to change the way you view it, the way you have that relationship with God. I have, I know friends, I, I know people who called themselves Christians for a while. And just like the Bible says, you know, they were joyful when they heard it, you know. And I remember telling this friend, you know, just uh, take your time with the word. I'm sorry. Take your time with the word and get to know God. And, um, you know, just make sure it's personal. Don't, don't, don't put anybody too high up you know, on the pedestal past Christ. And because slowly they were so like uh, religious, you know, all of a sudden it was like, well, uh, the person who told me, told me, you know, uh, a pastor is this and you don't have to do this. And you and they, and they were very legalistic at the end. And, you know, they started telling me stories about how this person was using the Bible to malip- manipulate them. You know, they're telling me, oh, I loaned this person some money and they told me the Bible says, oh, no, man, 
in that they don't have to pay me back. And I'm listening to this stuff, and it's kind of like, in my mind, I'm thinking, this is exactly what I was trying to warn you about when I said, uh, take your time with Christ. You know, get to know his word, get to know his character. When you know the character of Christ, you can't be deceived with another Christ. You know, uh, Jesus says that many will, in that day, many will say, Lord, Lord. Right. So it's going to be people who think they know Jesus who don't. They think they know him because they, they're going to know an interpretation of him. You know, they're going to know an interpretation that they like. They're going to know the version that they liked about Jesus. But there's a Jesus that's in this word that's in the Bible and who he is has stood the test of time. He's the same today and yesterday. He, he said he, he doesn't change. And the, the more we get closer to an evolved Jesus, to a Jesus that is just, you know, um, so okay with everything, the closer we are being, the closer we are to getting deceived, to being deceived, to be living in a time to where it's so crucial to have a relationship with God, where you could just look on the news and see just utter craziness, just like just out, just outlandish things. And they're bringing, they're making spirituality like the thing. It's not salvation. They're not talking about salvation. They're just talking about like the simplicity of spirituality. Like I'm spiritual. I believe in things that are not just simply earthly. And making that the same thing as salvation, making, oh, my peace and my vibes, the same thing as having the salvation to be able to receive grace and mercy from Jesus Christ. Like they're finding a way to fill that with something else. And, and the thing is, and a lot of times it's a type of Christ. It's not Jesus Christ, our personal Lord and Savior. It's a type of Christ. And... The deception behind that is so heavy that if you are not paying attention in these times, you will go from uh, being some type of Christian to like another type to like adding things and taking out some things and, you know, uh, making this interpretation. And now, you know, you're some kind of theologian of uh, your own opinions and then now you don't even know what you're doing. You don't even know what you believe. And at the end, that's pretty much what my friend was saying uh, that, that she felt. She felt she didn't really know what she believed. She felt like it was tainted now, and they took this out and took that out and did this, that she couldn't even just get the simplicity of the gospel. Us as believers, we need to like cling to God, get into the place where we can grow our roots in him and be that light and be that uh, beacon and be what lift him up that will draw all men, that will bring those fruit in, you know. And so um, with that being said, I'm definitely about to wrap this one up. Thank you for checking it out. I hope you was encouraged. And definitely have a blessed one.